The Winnipeg Jets are currently involved in heated action with the Flames in preseason, but of course, this past weekend, the Jets were certainly busy prepping for this game with a number of big roster moves and a major waiver departure. We'll dive into all of that and some early thoughts on the game on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, Jets fans, and welcome to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But more than anything, we just love and appreciate your support. On tonight's episode, like I said, got a number of uh, discussion points to get through tonight. The first being roster moves. Then we'll talk and you know talk a little bit about Jansen's legacy as a Jet. Which, uh, if you're getting a little bit of a spoiler, yes, Jansen Harkin was Jansen Harkins was waived and in fact claimed by the Pittsburgh Penguins. So. We'll dive into the ramifications of that and what it means for Winnipeg's depth players. And you know what? Uh, the Jets are currently facing off against the Calgary Flames. Things are not going super well right now. Obviously, the score line is very high. Last I saw, it was 5-4 Calgary. And uh, yeah, some interesting early storylines from this game that are, are perhaps continuations of things we knew, but maybe some slightly worrying signs if you're thinking about the defense. But before we get into all of that, let's start off with the roster moves over the past couple of days. So the Jets have obviously cut down uh, some of the camp roster. Things are starting to, I would say, narrow down and focus in terms of who's going to be on this team in uh, the, the beginning of the regular season, who's going to be with the Moose, et cetera, et cetera, right? Just earlier today, thanks to Morgan Barron and Mark Shifley being sick, we did have Brad Lambert get recalled from the Moose. And then uh, Dominic Toninato, who was not scheduled to play, got draw, uh, got drawn into the lineup. Uh, to you know, So you have two replacements, both Lambert and Toninato. Obviously not the biggest replacements for you know your number one center and a guy who is arguably a very strong middle six player in Barron. So yeah, it could be a bit of a tough game. In the meantime, though, we also saw uh, Elias Salamonson, Christian Reichel, and Danny Zilkin uh, gets sent down to the Moose as well. Same, um, you know, with with a couple of other guys. But the, the biggest thing I think to take away here is that Salamonson might actually be sticking around in North America. I thought he was going to go back to Schleftea, but uh, it sounds like Elias might have actually earned something of a roster spot here with the Moose. Based on how he played in, in the camp with Morrissey, I really can't say I disagree with the decision. You know what? I think he's... Honestly, ready for North American hockey. He looked poised. He looked composed. And sure, he had some turnovers. He had a couple of lost physical battles. All the stuff that you would expect for a young kid who just stepped onto North American ice for the first time over the past couple of weeks. This is a really big deal for the Jets because, quite honestly, we don't really have that many quality right-handed D. And Salomonson looks like he might legitimately be a strong contender for the second pairing. 
Uh, do I think he's going to be a first pairing guy? Probably not. But you know what? As it is right now, considering where he was drafted and what the Jets need, he is super found money. Uh, Celebonson, I'm very excited about. I think he has shown strong puck moving ability. I think his defensive acumen is up there. All the kind of stuff that you want to see from a player who most likely isn't going to be racking up huge points on the score sheet, but probably will be somebody who facilitates a lot of, of quality play and keeps Hellebuck or whoever will be in net relatively clear of danger. So in terms of like the opening salvos of his career with the Jets, I think you have to really like the returns. Have the Jets played a ton of difficult opponents yet? No, but still, uh, this is Salomonson's first time playing against players of this caliber, and I think that could only mean good things for his future career. So Salomonson might be down for now, but he won't be down for too much longer. Within a year or two, he might become a rock-steady player for the Jets. Other than that, I think the you know uh, some of the other disappointments for me were um, Christian Reichel not really stealing a spot. I thought that maybe this would be a year that he'd have a big camp and kind of show up and, and really have an impressive effort. But so far, it just didn't really coalesce into anything super exciting. I thought he was relatively invisible for me, which is a shame. Um, you know, he wasn't terrible, but I just didn't notice uh, any of his play at all this this past couple of preseason games. And, you know, even when he was given slightly more ice time to work with, there wasn't really a change in the performance. He was just sort of, you know, he was there, right? Same with Jeff Malott. Malott struggled to make a real impact. Um, I, I think we saw what we sort of expected from him, which is a guy who's a quality AHLer, maybe not quite so ready for the NHL. In terms of uh, Group B players who are, you know, perhaps in the uh, in the hole for getting into the big club lineup, I would say Daniel Torgerson might be a guy who's further up the list for a call-up. I thought Torgerson had a very solid camp. You know, it wasn't anything where I was, you know, thinking to myself, this was dominance and sheer class and uh, it's only a matter of time, right? I think Torgerson was decent. I thought he moved the puck decently well, had a couple of solid forechecking moments. I didn't really think that he stood out, you know, drastically in the sense of, you know, basically an unbenchable player. I thought he was fine, but I didn't really feel that he blew my mind, which is, you know, kind of what I expected with him. I think his game tends to be more in the margins. You know, a player who's more details oriented, maybe doesn't have a ton of flash to his game, but just moves the puck well, protects it well and does exactly what the coaching staff asks of him. So in terms of his performance in, in camp and preseason and stuff, I'd give him like a solid B-ish. I think that's kind of where he's been. And honestly, if he goes to the Moose, hopefully he has a bigger year. Last season didn't really seem to connect for Torgerson. This year, I'm hoping he has an uptick in scoring and increased offensive production. I think that would be a really good way to covering a path towards the NHL as soon as next season. But this year... I can tell you he's not getting in the lineup. This team at forward is relatively deep and almost has too many quality players to choose from. In fact, the Jets actually had to waive one in order to facilitate some of the uh, roster moves that they're trying to make. And the player that got waived is Jansen Harkins. Obviously a guy who's been with the Moose for some time and has had a cup of coffee a couple of times with the Jets, hasn't really been able to steal himself a permanent role. And I think Given what we know about his play and stuff, it's kind of easy to understand why. He's a quality, skilled player, but I think the stuff that we wanted from him 
which was potentially a more uh, quality, higher-end middle six player. We just didn't see enough of that, unfortunately. So it's off to Pittsburgh for Hansen, and I think it'll be worth talking about kind of his legacy and what it means for the rest of the Jets' depth players in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your number one vehicle, and you'll always find exactly what you're looking for every time. With eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Just look for the quality uh, assured checkmark that'll tell you that it's a match for your vehicle. With eBay Motors, when you're running, uh, you're, you're burning rubber, not cash, right? We all love to squeal wheels, but we don't want to squeal and burn our cash away. And with the parts and prices that you can find at eBay Motors, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that victory. Keep your vehicle alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us on tonight's episode as we talk about the Jets waving Nansen Harkins. And honestly, I didn't think that he was going to go unclaimed this time. I suspected somebody would put a waiver claim in for a guy who honestly has looked very decent in camp. I thought amongst Winnipeg's depth forwards, Harkins stood out relatively positively, right? Maybe not a player who's going to wow anyone. Maybe not somebody who's destined to rise above the the fourth line. But you know what? In the minutes that Harkins had, I thought he was better than I expected him to be. I thought he made some solid passes got into some dangerous scoring areas, even notched himself a goal or two. So it's basically all of what you'd ask for him from preseason. You you didn't really think that you were looking for anything crazy here. I wouldn't imagine if you were, you probably were setting yourself up for disappointment because like Harkins at this stage of his career is a solid tweener, a guy who is, is really great in the AHL and hasn't really put two and two together consistently at the NHL level. But for Harkins to go to the Moose is kind of or, uh, to to the Pens is kind of interesting because you know I think Jansen has untapped ability. I just don't know how you coach it out of him, right? I I don't know how you make it a reality because as it is right now, he has all sorts of tool sets, but they don't come into a package that's consistent and that really delivers high end results, right? Whether it's spatial awareness or decision making or something, there's just one piece or another that's really held Jansen back from being a quality middle six to top six player. Cause like in terms of finishing and offensive instincts, he's very sharp. Like he knows where to go down low. He can score some great goals and he's relative, relatively mobile, right? Maybe not the fastest skater, but enough to where, you know, he's not holding back a line. So it's, it, it was very frustrating to see him make wrong choices on can, you know, consistent basis, uh, that that kind of, I think, kept him out of the lineup. And Bones basically signaled earlier in this preseason that, generally speaking, Harkins was pretty far down the preference for uh, players for the starting lineup. He doesn't really PK. He's not like an elite scorer uh, for a, a bottom six role. And quite honestly, you know, the past couple of years, Jansen has struggled defensively. So 
I, I get it, right? I think it makes sense from an organizational standpoint. And it also um, then kind of tips Winnipeg's hand towards the depth forwards, right? You're suddenly looking at David Gustafson and Parker Ford as your two main competitors for the 13th spot. And based on what we're seeing so far, uh, I really don't know if I can actually call either way. I think both players, for me, legitimately have a shot at earning that role. I would probably suggest that it's going to be Gustafson, right? I think having the guy that you've developed internally and that also has positional flexibility because he can play center or wing, for me, that just makes sense to have him as your reserve player. But the other concern I would have is if you make him the reserve player, he's not getting valuable ice time. And I don't think you want to let him stagnate because it's clear that he's got another level to his game when you give him skill to work with. And I feel like a lot of what we saw in previous years with the lack of offensive production and stuff could start to shift and turn around if he's given the right line mates in the right environment to really thrive. Uh, we know that he's like a phenomenal passer, a very strong four checker, and a guy who sort of uh, has the ability to bruise his way through the slot area. He doesn't do it often. I think he's more of a perimeter wall battler type, but overall a versatile player, somebody who I think is showing well. And already in this game against the Calgary Flames, he has notched himself two goals. So whatever goal drought he had last year and in previous seasons, it appears to have uh, filled up again. It seems like he's no longer in a scoring rut. I don't know if it's going to be the kind of situation where you can expect him to score every game or something, but at least for the time being, it's nice to see him gain some confidence and get into a groove before the Jets have, you know, final lineup decisions to make over the next few weeks. So good from Gus, good from uh, some of the other players. Parker Ford, I think, has really opened eyes. I feel like he is on the short list for either a call-up or maybe even for that 13th spot if they feel he's better than Gustafson. He's had a couple of really nice assists. I think his overall game is very solid. Is he going to be the player that makes the difference at the end of the day? Probably not. But as a guy who I thought has been very solid, very noticeable, and has had some really quality passes and plays, uh, you know what? You really can't hate it. He's got a couple of assists in this game against the Flames, and one of them was really nice. So overall, I feel like Parker Ford is, has been found money. I don't know if he'll stick around with the Jets so you know necessarily, because if you've got Gustafson in the press box, you probably don't need to have another player uh, dealing with that and being benched. So Gustafson might be taking the fall a little bit here, might be the odd one out, but I'm hoping that they rotate more this year. I would certainly like to see some players who haven't played in a while get a shot to earn, you know, their keep on the ice and maybe even show off that they're ready to beat out some of the other players who are currently taking their spots. So a lot to consider. I will say, like I've, I've mentioned before, this is the most competitive forward grouping I can imagine uh, in recent times from the Jets. I don't recall the last time that we had a group this good that was willing to push each other and improve. You know, we've really seen the kids uh, kind of be gung-ho about the whole experience. They've really pushed for it. And so far, it does seem like it is starting to pay dividends for Winnipeg's future with the, the bright crop of talent and the accountability on display. But whether we see that in time to start impacting the current landscape for the Jets, I don't know, hard to say, but at least in the meantime, you know, we're going to wish Jansen Harkins a farewell on his journey. Uh, you know, we, we, we did enjoy watching him play for the past couple of years. It's a shame that he didn't really fit in with this team. And it seems like his role with Winnipeg this year was starting to shrink and shrink and shrink. So 
farewell, farewell to him. Hopefully the Pens can unlock the player that quite honestly, I think could be a bit of a beast in the right uh, system, but I don't think it was ever going to happen with the Jets. Now, obviously the Jets are currently locked in preseason battle with the Calgary Flames. I have a couple of higher level thoughts about this game. Uh, some of them are positive. Some of them are not so positive. And we'll talk about why it worries me a little bit for the season and why it also gives me a modicum of hope in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner, AG1, is something that I use literally every day because it's the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I gave AG1 a try because I was looking for something that was a boost to my immune system and a daily easy habit to get into, something that's not overly you know, complicated, very simple, very straightforward. And you know what? It actually seems to do a pretty dang good job. You know, you've got plenty of vitamins and nutrients, over 75 of them, you know, including whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and so much more. It's like drinking a multivitamin, but tastes even better. And you know what? It's actually very affordable, costing less than $3 a glass per day. All you have to do is just scoop one bit, uh, one, one scoop of the AG1 into a cup of water, stir it around, and you are good to go. You really can't go wrong. It's a science-driven formulation, and it tastes great. So if you're ready to get, in, uh, get started with AG1, I've got a great offer for you. If your comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this Closing Thoughts on the night's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us on these Closing Thoughts as we uh, give some early thoughts from Winnipeg versus Calgary. This game is still ongoing. I'll have a fuller breakdown tomorrow, including more analysis of individual performances. As you can guess, I haven't watched every single shift of this game, but I've gotten a generally pretty good understanding of what went right for the Jets and what went wrong. So. Let's start off with what went wrong, because I think these are very easy to see, and probably one of them at least is a very big storyline for this year. First problem, uh, Dylan Pionk, that pairing is not working out at all. It was kind of on the fence the past year or so, but in this game, it was just flat out bad. And honestly, uh, Dylan's kind of looked cooked for the past couple of games. I don't know if it's just preseason rust or what, but whatever is happening with him, he just does not seem to be uh, as aware and on top of things as he was last year. His passes have gotten worse. I feel like his decision-making under pressure has been worse. He's giving the puck away. He's not winning defensive battles. He's not winning the physical battles. It's definitely odd to see him um, take a notable, noticeable step back and then to have Pionk also struggle alongside of him, which we did sort of expect, I feel like that's just a recipe for disaster because you know what that pairing is? That is your second pairing, right? And if that doesn't scare you, then yeah, I, I don't know how you couldn't possibly be concerned about that being uh, your number two pairing, especially if the Jets are talking about being serious contenders. If you've got Pionk and Dylan eating up huge minutes for you, I feel like that might do a lot of damage. So this is a really good opportunity for the Jets to find out what they have in players like Heinola. I, I know that we've talked about it before. You're probably tired of hearing me talk about Vili, but I promise you there is a player there that the Jets desperately need. And look, defensively, 
Heinola is not going to be a stud. We know what he's capable of. We know what he's good at. We know what he's also bad at. And so far, I don't think that we've really seen anything to um, dispute his particular strengths and weaknesses. But I will say this. I think his strengths are getting to the point where they're, you know, I guess outpacing the negatives. I think his puck movement has been really good. His passing was noticeable. He scored a goal in this game and just generally was very active, very aggressive offensively. All the kind of stuff that you want to see from a young blue liner like Heinola, who quite frankly needs to use his feet and his vision and spatial awareness to really make the most of his skill set. When he's in possession, he's a brilliant player, and there's very clearly something good with him going on if the Jets are willing to give him a chance to uh, show it off. But I suppose another thing that is a little bit concerning is also seeing the power play maybe not doing so well. I feel like the special teams has just been mediocre, which again, you know, given the lineups the Jets are putting out there and who they're playing, it's not super surprising. These games are rusty, they're scrappy, and Winnipeg sometimes shows up with a pretty bad roster. So not necessarily as concerned about this, but I will say uh, the power play movement has been Okay, it's not really resulting in many shooting opportunities, but I suppose once you get the real talent back into the team as well in your top six, you will see um, more balance and, and better scoring chances created with guys like Sharf, or Shifley back in tow. So get excited for that, I guess. Um, now I'm going to talk about the positives, right? Because I do think there are some positives, and I don't want to dwell on the crappy side of things forever. One positive is that, you know, Heinola continues to really excel. I think you've gotten the sense of that from some of our earliest conversations, but I really do think if he hasn't earned a spot on this team by now with how he's done in preseason, he's never getting into the Jets because Winnipeg, quite frankly, should be a little bit embarrassed by how good Heinola has been over a number of the veterans. He has outperformed almost everyone on the blue line, and you know what? I, I think it's really deserved. I think he would be a great asset for this team. I just hope the Jets make the space for him to uh, really seize that opportunity because it feels like he's ready for the responsibility and he's ready to elevate his game. Other stuff that I think is worth getting excited about is Ford and Gustafson doing really well so far. I think this has been a really eye-opening preseason for folks who maybe didn't know what Gustafson was capable of, but you know what? I always kind of believed he might have some ability to score some goals. Maybe not like two goals in you know quick succession against Calgary, but certainly enough to where um, perhaps in the future, if you give him skilled linemates to work with guys who can actually make use of uh, his big brain plays, you might actually see a higher scoring record for Gustafson, who has traditionally only been used in a very checking capacity. So stuff to mull over, be excited about, maybe have some uh, you know trepidation about it. We'll talk more about this game and, and some particular highlights and maybe some lowlights in greater detail on tomorrow's episode. Um, but for tonight's show, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every day. As always, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. Have a great night, and go Jets, go!